Welcome to this Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where authors give voice to their written words. This is the Friday version of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where host Landis Wade and his author guests get under the covers. That's right. We get in and out because there are just too many interesting books and engaging authors in the region and not enough time. And just like the longer version of the show, you'll learn interesting facts about the authors and their books, and the authors will read their work. And also like the longer version, you will find images, links, and information about the authors in the show notes at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Support for Charlotte Readers Podcast is provided by Park Road Books, the oldest and only independent bookstore in Charlotte, conveniently located in Park Road Shopping Center. And by Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, a connector of readers, leaders, and learners with 20 locations and a 24-hour online presence. We're also grateful to those of you who offer member support, for which I'm pleased to offer in return member-only content curated with our authors and myself. You can find out more about this member-only content and how you can help authors give voice to their written words at charlottereaderspodcast.com. When Landis is not getting under the cover at bookstores, at events, and on the road, he does it in the well-equipped podcast studio at Advent Coworking, located in the Belmont community near Uptown Charlotte. But enough with the prologue. Let's get under the covers. I'm your host, Landis Wade. Thank you for listening. Hey, listeners, I'm here with uh, Belinda Smith-Sullivan. She's the author of Just Peachy. Uh, we're at the uh, Bookmark store here in uh, Winston-Salem. Hey, Belinda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. So, Just Peachy, what a name. That's great. <laughs> it says it all. <laughs> it says it all, doesn't it? Let's talk about you for just a second before we get into the book here for a second. Uh, you, you're a chef. You're an author. You're a food writer. You're a spice blends entrepreneur. What's a spice blends entrepreneur? I produce my own line of spice blends. Okay. Uh, give me a few examples. Well, they are all uh, spice blends, of course, and they're targeted at the cook that says, I just don't know how to season a particular thing. I so you. I really, I take yeah. the mystery out of it. Uh, so there's like a, ste- a steak spice blend. There's yeah. a, a one for chicken. There's a grilling rub. There's a blackened. So it really makes it easy for the at-home cook. You know, it's going to be really hard to do this episode here right now uh, around 1230 uh, on a Sunday with you talking about all this food, right? Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to bring in the food food tray in a minute here that's if, right. if we don't care. But, uh, okay, that's, that's – and th- that was in response to people saying, hey, why don't you make this? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started out my chef career as a personal chef, creating right. events for people in their homes. Right. And one of the things I found is that I was carrying in 50, 60, 70 uh, bottles or jars of blends and herbs and spices. And right. I said, this is crazy. I know that there are only so many flavor profiles. Right. So I started developing these little shortcuts for myself. And soon people started asking for them. Well, where can I get that? I said, well, you can't because it's my own personal stash. Mm. Well, I want it. Mm. And a business was born because yeah. people kept asking for it. So I said, give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> we, hear, we hear kids in the background. There's a children's section of the bookstore over here. So that, that's typical sometimes when you're in the kitchen cooking, right? There's oh, absolutely. Kids, kids making some noise. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, you, you were a chef. You went to Johnson Wills. Johnson and Wills University in, 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 in Charlotte, Charlotte. In Charlotte, where, 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 where Charlotte Readers Podcast is headquartered. But here's something about your bio that really caught my eye. Commercially rated pilot. Yes. How long have you been a pilot? 29 years. 29 years. Yeah. So what, what kind of planes? Uh, well, actually, I'm a commercially rated pilot and flight instructor. Okay. Right. And I have ratings all the way from uh, 
I got my private, and I have all the way up to my multi-engine instrument wow. commercial. So you, you, yeah. you are really covering all the bases here, right? <laughs> when I get my mind set to something, I just keep going all the way. <laughs> uh, okay, so before you went to Johnson Wales, were you a foodie? Did you were you into the food, and you just went there to kind of improve your skill set? Well, or? I've always been into food all of my life. Which, mm-hmm. when I read my for my book, you'll see that. But um, I was actually in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was downsized. <laughs> okay. And you decided to upsi- and, upsize yourself with your own business, right? right? So yeah. I had to recreate my career. And, of course, cooking is something I was always interested in. So I decided to go to culinary school. That's great. And I've never looked back. <laughs> and you're an active member of these different organizations, yes. uh, Southern Foodways Alliance, yes. International Association of Culinary Professionals. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that is, but it's kind of like to a lawyer, the American Bar Association exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And you said at one time you were thinking about law school. I'm glad you kind of opted out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing things like uh, cooking. Well, uh, Just Peachy is your first cookbook, It's right? my first cookbook, yes. Yeah. And uh, are you excited about it? Yeah. I am so excited about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, so you live in Trenton, South Carolina, Edgefield County. It's yes. in the heart of South Carolina's peach country, right? Yeah, Edgefield County is the peach capital of the South. Peach capital of the South. Yes. All right, well, before we get under the covers, which is what this episode is about, let's talk about the book cover itself because you cannot walk past this book <laughs> without knowing exactly what's in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> what's on the cover? Peaches. Peaches, peaches. <laughs> and they look ripe. You know, they look ready to yeah. to be used and put in something, yeah. right? Edgefield County peaches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, you flip it over to the back, and uh, you got some of these uh, just delicious-looking uh, recipes here that involve peaches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one up top, that's a, a raspberry crumble. Okay. Probably the most made recipe in the book. Okay. Everywhere I go... Uh, to book signings, usually they have something represented from the book, and this right. is almost always what's served. Well, that's kind of what I think, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised. We're going to talk about this in a minute, of all the different things you can do with peaches, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what I think of, like peach cobbler or something that has a, you know, put a little ice cream on it, because you got the ice cream on here, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's in the bottom right there? That uh, That's a peach-glazed ham steak. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who who's the dog that's sitting with you in that chair? <laughs> my little cavalier king charles whose name is sir winston sir winston so is he in charge of the estate yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. he's he, he's got that he, going i think he thinks i'm his pet we'll be right back but first i want to thank our episode sponsor today warren publishing a premier hybrid publisher since 1988 right here in the charlotte community authors benefit from warren's relationships with global distributors wholesalers and retailers as well as a history of publishing award-winning and best-selling books. You can find out more at warrenpublishing.net. Warren Publishing, books done wisely. If you like our mission of helping authors give voice to their written words, please consider leaving a short written review about Charlotte Reader's podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Because when you leave a review, it helps authors reach more listeners. You can keep up with news about the show and member-only content for our member supporters by joining our email list. We promise not to spam you because, well, that takes too much time. And if you do join the list, we will give you a free ebook written by me. Charlotte Readers Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. For more information, go to queencitypodcastnetwork.com. 
right, so you ready to get under the covers here? Sure. All right, so look, let's do this. Uh, let's talk for a second. I'm not even sure where to start because when I was looking at this book um, and flipping through it, not only do you have history in here and you got information about peach festivals and canning and freezing, but then when you hit the recipes, you know, you've got these, uh, I mean, just, I mean, so many different places to start. Let's talk about the structure of the book. First of all, my sweet tooth was aching as I flipped through it, by the way. But it, first of all, the structure of the book, history. Talk about the history of peaches a second. Well, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't want to just write a cookbook. I wanted to give people a reference uh, something they could go back to uh, over and over again and mention things like all the different varietals of peaches. Right. But the history of the peach actually starts in China, uh, and China is still the number one producer of peaches in, in the world. Now they got the tea and the peaches, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything comes from China, it looks yeah. like. Yeah. It seems. <laughs> but uh, this area, this whole southeast east area going back about three, 400 years, monks brought over just tons and tons of peach seeds and just started scattering them around in the mm -hmm. late 1600s when they got here. Mm -hmm. And at one point, peach trees were feral. Mm. They grew very, very wildly throughout the southeast. Mm. And uh, so that's how they, and actually the Native Americans were the first ones to actually cultivate and de develop and design orchards. Right. And then when... Uh, other settlers came in and took over the area, the peach became almost extinct. Well, one of the feature images that we've got that uh, we'll have uh, for the podcast uh, for your episode here has you in a, uh, looks like a peach orchard. Yes. Right. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a place that's well known to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, right there in Edgeville County. Right there. It's yeah. a, a, an orchard run by the Yance family, mm -hmm. and they're the second largest producer in Edgeville County. Oh, okay. And they were kind enough to let us uh, take photos of their, you know, take photos in the mm -hmm, orchard. Mm -hmm. They gave us a tour of their peach processing facility, and they were very instrumental in providing uh, factual information for the, for the book. Mm. So before we go um, talk about all the different kinds of recipes and things you can do with peaches, Let's stick to the history thing, a little bit to your history with the reading that you've got okay. from your book. Would you, uh, would you mind reading a little section for us? Sure. Happy to. I learned how to cook in my grandmother's modest Mississippi country kitchen, where there was only a wood-burning stove in the middle of the room and a small sink in the corner. There was no running water. Every morning, we kids would wake up at 5.30 a.m., to bring water in from the well and wood from the woodpile so that my grandmother could start preparing breakfast. She would stand in the kitchen, dressed and in her apron, her hands on her hips, waiting for her little helpers. With the water and wood delivered to the appropriate places in the kitchen, the boys were off to feed the animals and grandmother and I would start the meals of the day. It always amazed me how she cooked both breakfast and dinner at the same time. There would be biscuits and a cake or pie baking side by side in the oven and pots filled with grits and collard greens on top of the stove. My first assignment was to set the table, an old wooden harvest table with mismatched chairs, and to set it with equally mismatched plates, glasses, and forks, the original shabby chic worn out of necessity. The hand-churned butter and homemade peach preserves set in the middle like stars of the breakfast table. All that was missing 
were the big fat biscuits that would soon be coming out of the oven, which could only be improved with a smear of the sweet cream butter and peach preserves. <laughs> so yeah, you got the hot biscuit, but it can only be improved with that little bit extra, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you go on in this section, which is nice. Uh, you talked about uh, your friends back home in Chicago asking you about your summers in Mississippi and not mm-hmm. really being under, being able to understand what you had experienced, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you said after Mississippi and after Chicago, it didn't matter where you lived. Whenever you came home to visit, you came home to a homemade peach pie from your mother. That's right. Yeah, so peaches have been in your veins for years and years and years. Seems like forever. (laughs) And you you talked about picking them and and eating them and having the juices come down your chin and everything there. I think Uh, everyone can identify with that part. (laughs) That's all part of eating a peach. And uh, you said that a delicious peach pie can always be whipped up on demand. Uh, but it was so life back then. I mean, do those memories still, do they stay with you as, as you're cooking? I mean, whenever you go into the kitchen and start cooking, do you think of your grandmother? Oh, always, yeah. always. Yeah. I mentioned in the book that even though, uh, like, whenever I come home, I'd always come home to a peach pie. And I said, mine still and will never taste to me quite like my mother's and my grandmother's. Can't put my finger on yeah. it, but there's just something about that extra love that they put into it. <laughs> Did they withhold something from the recipe from you, like that extra sugar, or extra butter, or whatever it is that, that goes in it? Uh, well, look, let's talk about recipes for a second, because I felt like when I was going through this book and seeing all these ways to use peaches, mm-hmm. you know, there's a scene in that movie, Forrest Gump, where they're talking about all the ways that uh, you can use shrimp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I thought I thought of that scene. There, I mean, there's so many different ways. I mean, you've got. Let's talk about the uh, index of the book a second. You've got breads and breakfasts, mm-hmm. right? You put mm-hmm. peaches what on cereals, or you put them. Uh, yeah, on and, cereals. Put them in bread. In bread and yeah. pancakes, waffles. I mean, yeah. you can curry them. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many ways. Yeah, and over the years, did you always were you always a peach connoisseur? Did you did you or did this book idea sort of get you starting branching out in your... Well, actually, again, I, my love for peaches developed when I was a small girl. Right. But when my husband and I moved to where we are now, when we've been there 20 years, what I didn't know when we moved there, and I soon discovered by a neighbor mm-hmm. accidentally intercepting me, uh, we moved there in January. So come May... I get in my car and I'm driving across the river to Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. to get peaches. And my mm-hmm. neighbor says, why are you doing that? I said, it's peach season and Georgia's the peach state. She says, mm-hmm. come with me. Yeah. So we get in her car and we drive yeah. up Highway 25. I had no idea that I lived in the peach capital of the South. Okay. And that's when I started experimenting with peaches. Okay, so when I go down I-85 on the way to somewhere, um, I always pat past the water tower that looks like a peach. Gaffney. (laughs) (laughs) They seem to want to claim being the peach capital of the world. (laughs) Well, Gaffney's actually not in Edgefield County, but it's the next county. It's Lexington County, yeah. So they're they're the competition, all right. Okay, so now you got appetizers. What do you do with uh, peaches with appetizers? Oh, goodness. Probably, again, another favorite in the book is uh, crostini Mm -hmm. with prosciutto and peaches on it, drizzled with a little bit of uh, Mm. balsamic reduction. Mm-hmm. And that's very easy to make. Doesn't require any cooking. Mm-hmm. They're easy to make and uh, so delicious. Soups, salads, and sides. I get the salads and the sides, but how do you use peaches and soups? Oh, chilled peach soup okay. with mint. Oh, oh, really? Heavenly, yes. Oh, okay. Right. 
main courses talk about, and you already showed a picture, you know, some peach on the steak there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you use peaches for? I main love course? the peach stuffed pork chop. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, you cut it open and you, put the peaches thick, in? You get a two-inch thick pork chop, Yeah. put a pocket in it, and put mm-hmm. the peach filling in it. Mm. You add some other things to the peaches, but uh, yeah. I might try cooking if I listen to you too much more here. So, <laughs> Now, pies, I always thought of peaches and pies, right? It just mm-hmm. goes together. Yeah. But you also add different kinds of desserts beyond the pies, right? Yes. So give us some examples. Uh, probably, people are always asking me, what's your favorite recipe? And I say, right. well, recipes are sort of like children. You don't have a right. favorite. Right. But the sentimental favorite for me in the book is the peach coconut cake. Uh-huh. Coconut cake was my mom's favorite. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, I had to put that in there as, you know, to then, remind me of my mom. And then you got the sauces and the condiments, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you even put some beverages in here, right? Oh, yeah. Like what, peach daiquiris or peach this or well, peach? Yeah. There's uh, peach margaritas. Uh-huh. There's a peach bellini. I've got so many recipes now I can't remember them all. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you, I'm curious, how do you keep up with... Uh, your recipe, you know, in the old, I guess in the old days, they had the little boxes and they put the recipe cards <laughs> in the boxes. Uh, are you a tactile person? Do you write them well, on paper and keep them that way or do you keep them on a computer? Well, we are in the year, uh, the, I guess the era of the app. <laughs> right. Okay. So I have this wonderful uh, recipe oh, uh, app. Yeah, and I, yeah. I must have over 2,000 recipes in there. So every uh, recipe goes in my app and I can just recall it by yeah, by, well, by either by peach or by just don't drop yeah. your phone in the in the pot there where you're. Well, they're doing. actually on my iPad. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so you can set it up on the counter there as you do it. Yes, that's good. Uh, let's talk writing life for just a second. I do this in all my shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I almost should call this the cooking life segment for you because you know you you have to write the recipes, uh, try them out, be sure they work well mm-hmm. before you put them in the book. Right. That's right. So did you have did, was there a trial and error process to figure out what was what were the best ones to use for the book? Well, actually I had about 135 recipes, but the, the publisher says 75 is good. Yeah, yeah. That was difficult pairing down to 75. Mm. You know. Mm. So. so so you're my first cookbook guest. <laughs> <laughs> How do you write and create a cookbook? I mean, there's a, a lot that probably goes into that that people don't realize because they pick it up and they flip through and they say, oh, the pretty pictures, the, the recipes, and they think it's just, you know, but there's probably a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah, but I think that cookbooks are probably easier in that there's a format. Okay. You know, when you pick up any cookbook, it's going to have, like you said, appetizers, salads. So right. you develop the sections mm-hmm. and then you just determine which recipes you're going to put in each section. How'd you find your photographer? <laughs> there is a story okay, there. Okay, yeah, I like stories. <laughs> I was at a, a conference, and you mentioned it earlier, IACP, International Association of Culinary Professionals, and I was sitting in the bar. Mm. And this gentleman was sitting next to me, and with his iPhone, he was taking a picture of his beverage. Mm-hmm. So I finally couldn't take it any longer, so I looked and I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm a photographer, and I just take mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I was writing the proposal for the cookbook, and I said, oh, photographer. And I said, I turned to him and I said, do you like peaches? <laughs> and he said, I love peaches. Yeah. So I explained to him yeah. my project, yeah. and I said, would you be the photographer? He said, I'd love to. 
That is a great and story. And that's how I found it. Yeah, that's a great yeah. story. So how does that work exactly? Because these pictures, I mean, they're almost jumping off the page. I mean, you, and, and and the result is what you would feature on a baking show if you had all the time in the world, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to get it just right. You're going to get it perfect. Yeah. Is is he standing there as you're cooking? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then when when it comes out of the oven, does he then take? The, I mean, how do you stage? Okay. How do you stage all that? Here is the magic. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we're getting to the secret here. Yeah, yeah the secret. Yeah. He works with a food stylist. Okay. So I tell them the recipes that I like to have featured right. in the book, and the stylist recreates the recipe and he photographs it. And all of this is done in his photography studio. Okay, so what we're seeing is someone has taken your recipe, they, they have made this dish yes. or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then he photographs it. And he it. photographs so it. you get to look at it and say, no, no, that's not the way it's supposed to look? Or yeah. uh, Are you kidding? I was amazed. Every <laughs> yeah. night they would send me photographs. And you're going, wow. And I would say, is that my recipe? I mean, they were, they were, they were so awesome. Yeah, because they staged them and they put them in nice, uh, you know, I'm looking at the waffles. They got the syrup that's pouring on top of the peaches right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was the most challenging thing for you in writing and creating this book? You know, I think it was writing the introduction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I really wanted to tell the readers mm-hmm. why this book was important to me mm-hmm. and why they should purchase it and why these recipes are just so special. Mm. So so what has it meant to you to put this book out into the world? It's really a tribute to my grandmother and my mother. That's great. I can see you almost get a little teary-eyed, <laughs> right, when, you, when you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is sort of a, a tribute to them. Yeah. Right? And in it, it, you see the dedication, I said, to my grandmother who lit the peach flame in my heart and to my mother who kept it burning. Yeah. So... Are we going to have another cookbook at some point with something? I mean, you're so in love with peaches. Are we going to do, are we going to do peaches the sequel? Or are we going to, are we going to do? <laughs> I would love. Remember, I still have yeah. about seventy oh, recipes right. that right. I haven't yeah. used. If this one takes off, people ask for it. You know, but then, I yeah. am in the process of writing my second cookbook right now. Okay, can you tell us what the what, what kind of what Southern kind of brunches? Southern brunches. All right, mm-hmm. that sounds great. And on your website, you've got uh, information about how people can find. The recipes and the other things yes. that you're making and cooking and that kind of thing. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, look, Belinda, this has been great. We're uh, we're we're out of time, but listeners, you can find out more about uh, about the cookbook uh, at podcast.com in the show notes. Uh, some photographs of uh, of Belinda here, and I might try to see if I can get some of her photographs from the book, or at least yeah. point them to you so that you can see some of these uh, great pictures and yeah, I promise you you're going to get hungry when you look at them you're going to want to go out and get, get a bushel of peaches and, and make something yourself Blenda thanks so much for being on the show thank you so much for having me it's yeah. been a pleasure well that's it for today another fine author giving voice to their written work Landis will be back next Friday getting under the covers with another interesting author but before then coming on Tuesday we'll have another long form episode with readings and conversations about the written words and the writing life of a local or regional author Landis loves helping authors give voice to their written words, but he can't do it alone. If you're inclined to help me help authors give voice to their written words, please consider becoming a member supporter. We'd love to have you as a member. And when you join at certain levels, we'll give you access to member-only content curated by the authors and me. Would you like to hear more from the authors? Perhaps a variety of presentations on writing craft 
or additional readings, or tips on marketing and social media. Would you like some behind-the-scenes insights and reflections from me or some edited content from previous episodes without interruptions? You can find out more about these member-only benefits and how to become a member supporter at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening. Until next week. I'm Landis Wade for Charlotte Readers Podcast.